Alright, take two. This is PV. We are live. Not really. I'm live, but not for you. <laughs> Sitting out here enjoying a beautiful fire. It's probably about mm, 50, 55 degrees outside. A little rain, but I'm under a big tree. So I guess if I was painting the picture for you, I've got a big 65, 75 foot sycamore tree. Then I have a fire pit near it, so I'm pretty much protected at the moment. So, what's happening? What are we doing? Well, I took on a new job. Uh, I started at uh, our local Amazon warehouse recently. Uh, that itself has been uh, been an experience. It's a lot, a lot physical, a bit more physical of a job than I thought it would actually be. But uh, hey, what the heck, you know? Everybody's got to work. I got to make money, so. I suppose if I was going to work out, there's then no better way to get paid for it, so. <laughs> it feels really weird still just talking to nobody. Or I know I'm talking to those of you who are out there listening, but it still feels really weird. It's like I feel like I should be engaging in a conversation with somebody to make it more interesting. Um, but we're still going to give it a shot. I'm sure I'll get better at this as the time goes on, and I'll learn to do bullet points myself on subjects that we speak about. But in general, I'm just talking about nothing and uh, everything, right? Nothing and everything. So, again, I mentioned it probably in a previous post uh, about um, I have adult ADHD. I'm definitely adult ADHD. Uh, there's no question. So we do the name Squirrel Around for the podcast, which I think is hilarious because it's probably really true. I will definitely jump off subject. Today was a good day. Uh... My nephew uh, surprised my sister and I and last Wednesday evening. He walked right into the bar I was in and he lives nine and a half hours south of us. So it was very great to see him and we spent a lot of time together the last three or four days. Uh, well needed time that, was, that we needed to do. We all needed to see each other again. Um, so right now, today, though, uh, a good friend of ours, godmother to our children, came down to visit, uh, and she's here now. It's great to see her as well and hang out and just bullshit about everything and anything. And then, uh, oh, my 18-year-old actually took a job on the other day for the first time. Actually probably worked harder in those two days than he ever has in his life, helping a buddy of mine who owns a construction company. They were putting footings underneath an existing house that somebody had just put whatever underneath there, or cinder blocks and things like that to hold it in place, but really needed footings. So he'd do a lot of going through about a four foot crawl space and dragging bags of concrete around and everything and all that stuff. But, you know, things that'll make him a man and make him appreciate the money he made. So, and then um, as of today, like I said, I, my friend Jess, our good friend, our godmother to our children's over. Uh, Jess has a career as a jeweler, and that's what she does, and we have another good friend who's here, actually. Um, her mom recently passed away and left a lot of jewelry that she really needed somebody she trusted to look at and help value, and that's what they're doing right now. They're hanging out in the kitchen and probably drinking some wine, and we just ordered dinner. We just had some uh, hibachi from a local place um, and some sushi as well sat up by the fire with my sister's boyfriend, my nephew, for about three or four hours this afternoon, just talking about everything and nothing, and just enjoying each other's company and loving life for just that, you know. We're here to love each other and hang out and just have fun, and 
needle each other and poke each other and prod each other and make fun of each other because that's just how that goes. Anybody who knows us, knows our family, knows we're probably some of the happiest people that you ever met. We like to have a lot of fun and we definitely like to poke fun at each other. So uh, we definitely did that today and probably will for the rest of the night. I got to get myself to bed here in a few hours. Uh, I got a new job at the uh, warehouse is for 10 hour days and I work Sunday through Wednesday. So tomorrow Sunday, so I'll be off and working. Let's see what else has happened today. I took one of the dogs with me for Yaba Sushi, which is where we went for the food. Uh, just for the car ride. She loves that. She's a happy puppy. We got a couple dogs. One is uh, one we rescued from a local place in Rockford, Illinois called Noah's Ark. Rescued her about a year and a half ago. Her name is Ruby. I believe she is a rot coonhound mix. She is probably the sweetest, nicest dog in the world. We love her to death. We also have an Australian Shepherd. We actually drove to Arkansas to pick him up because I was looking for the right price and that's where it was. So took a one day, we left and drove the nine and a half hours. We actually took the other dog with us and we had just had her for about a month. So she was a puppy, drove the nine and a half hours. We were in Arkansas for 23 hours and then turned around and drove home. It was a long weekend, but a fun weekend. His name is Hudson. Anybody who knows anything about Australian Shepherds knows they're very smart. They're herding dogs. He's uh, got to have a job. He takes it very serious that he protects the family. Uh, we lovingly call him our asshole because he can be one. But in general, he's a really good dog. We also have a couple of cats. We've got what we we have a full house in our house. We there's my three boys, uh, my wife and I, and the two cats and two dogs and. Another friend of ours is staying with us and has been for about six months. And we're just loving life, you know, just trying to stay safe, trying to stay healthy, and enjoying the times that we do have to sit down and relax. As, like I said, I am outside in my yard, sitting next to a fire. As I get done with this, I know there's going to be those who will get a hold of me and think that, you know, obviously I, I'm a cigar smoker and uh, I enjoy my cigars. I enjoy sitting outside and relaxing and burning a cigar and I might be sitting out here uh, playing poker online or free slots or watching TikTok videos, making videos, dub smash videos, looking through Facebook, looking through my Instagram accounts. Um, I have two Instagram accounts. One is called Lead With Your Heart, Not Your Mind. And I'm going to actually share how that came about, how, did, how that name came about. When my 14-year-old son was about six, he came home from school one day and we were talking. And he said, he was talking about a new kid and he really liked him and he, he wanted to play with him. And, and he was just telling me about the new kid. And, but I could tell something was wrong it, you know I could tell it was weird the way he was saying it so finally I asked him let me get to the point I started to suspect that the young child was of a different ethnicity and in our community there just aren't that many def different ethnicities um, so he I finally asked him what the young man's name was and I honestly to the moment can't remember but it was definitely a name that gave away that he was a, he was a different race and even at six years old, my son was feeling the pressure from other six-year-olds. 
and not wanting to hang out with him even though he really liked him because he was worried that the other kids might make fun of him. And man, did that really hit home. Um, that made me sad. That made me very sad uh, to think that at six years old, at six years old, my son felt pressure, it, you know, it, in that type of a situation. I just, I was just in disbelief. So I had had a different name for that Instagram, but uh, I decided to change it. I changed it to uh, lead with your heart and not your mind. And if you follow the story that I just spoke to you with about my son and wanting to hang out with that boy, but then his head was telling him not to because he was feeling the pressure from the other kids, uh, you'll understand what I'm saying. Lead with your heart and not your mind. Follow your heart. Always follow your heart. Don't, don't let the world pressure you into thinking that the choices that you're making out of who you are as a person, uh, what's the words I'm looking for here, they are not able to, uh, I can't even think of the word, they don't get to make the decision on who you are and who you can't be, you get to make those decisions, so always lead with your heart and not your mind, that's just, uh, that's just where I'm at on that. So then, about a few years back, probably three or four years ago, I started making videos, little funny lip sync videos, and I have another Instagram, and for those of you who don't know, my name is Michael PV, and it's pretty close to the spelling, it is the spelling of the professional baseball player Jake PV, his last name is PV as well, so PV, so the other Instagram is called PVBE Lip Syncing, so PVB Lip Syncing. You can go there and you can find a lot of videos. I think there's over 450. I slowed down through the past few years with everything that's happening in our lives. But I'm just starting to learn how to use TikTok and make videos with that. And, you know, it's all new to me, as is the podcast. And sitting here speaking about, speaking to nobody, but speaking to everybody. So, all of that being said, I don't want to bore you all too much. I know... Uh, I'm a very interesting guy. Uh, I, 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 I think we're all interesting. We all have unique qualities. Um, mine is I lead with my heart. Then mine is my heart is on my sleeve. I'm ridiculously and empath ridiculously empathetic toward others and their plights, and feel your pain with you. That's just who I am. It's how I tick. It's not a choice. It's just who I am. So that being said. Everybody, uh, you know, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, wherever it is that you're listening to this. And just always remember to lead with your heart and not your mind. Follow your heart and uh, trust that gut feeling. 99% of the time, I, my opinion, I feel that that's going to put you, point you in the right direction. Have a blessed day. Good evening. Friends and family, it is Saturday, October 24th, approximately 7.30 in the evening here in Northern Illinois. My name is Michael Peavy. Uh, Peavy is what most people call me. So I realized from the uh, first podcast that I did that I really did share a whole lot of background information on who I am and what I'm all about. So we'll just do a quick one. 
I'm out here by a fire, as always. Uh, it's a beautiful night. It's probably 45 degrees here in northern Illinois. I live in a very small town, just five minutes south of the Wisconsin border. Small in some terms. There's probably 8,500 people in our community, but it's still a small town. So, myself, I have been married for 20 years to my lovely wife, Kim. Uh, it was 20 years, September 16th, actually. We have three boys. The oldest is 25, 18, and 14. Uh, the oldest is my child, but he's hers. He was just a little over a year when I met her. But he's mine. I love him the same. I don't treat him any different. Always have. Uh, he happens to be high-functioning Asperger's. I'm a very low level of autism called PDD. So he stays with us. He's fine. He Actually, we're working on getting him into uh, an assisted living facility. Uh, he can have his own apartment. He can work. He doesn't drive. He can take the bus. You know, he's, he's a good kid. Uh, you know, there's just limitations to what he can and cannot do. So then we have, um, like I say, my 18-year-old and our 14-year-old, and I had mentioned it before on the earlier podcast. The, the boys are ADHD. I'm ADHD. I've just learned, learned to live with it. I'm 47, so it's it's just part of who I am. So, let's see. The wife and I, we volunteer a lot and always have. Um, we came into our local Lions Club for many years. We spent about 10 or 11 years in the Lions Club. We recently uh, stepped away, and I'm going to get to the reason why here in a second. But... Uh, we enjoyed it tremendously. We had a local festival that we were a part of, and then we we did a lot of other things. It just it's just really nice to be able to give, be in a position to facilitate and give back and, and see the joy that it brings other people. And so we've done that for years. Um, I've played Santa Claus. I know that's going to sound funny for anybody who does know me, but I've been playing Santa Claus for twenty years. My father played Santa Claus when I was a child. And it was called the uh, Colonial Village Mall in Rockford, Illinois. The mall doesn't exist anymore. It's actually owned by a church. And it's a, been they do other things there. But uh, my dad and my mom was always his helper. So as children, we would go to the... Well, let's start. Both my parents worked, and they worked full-time, and they were doing everything they could to survive. So dad, dad played Santa, and we'd go. And um, at that time, at the Colonial Village Mall, our parents would park us uh, where they could see us so it was like a column in the middle of the stores in the mall that they used to play uh cartoons on you know it was like had four-sided tv and they play cartoons woody woodpecker or whatever you know one of the ones i remember and um a little carpet around it and so our parents would sit us there where they could still see us while they were playing santa claus and my mom being his helper and observe and that's just what we did because that's what they did to survive and and it worked that's how we worked so anyhow my father played santa claus it just seemed fitting i do it too i enjoy it tremendously i love i love every bit of it i volunteer most of the time obviously sometimes i get paid it just depends on the situation but nine times out of ten i'm volunteering to do it i love it it's so much fun i could give you a ho ho ho, ho but i'm not gonna ha 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 so uh 
Let's see, we volunteer, I play Santa, Mom does, Mama does all that stuff. My wife is a saint, I've mentioned that before. So back to the reason of the Lions Club and why we stepped away. I did not mention this in the other poll, in my other podcast. Um, unfair, unfortunately, um, in December of 2019, my wife was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer. Um... It's easier to talk about at times. Uh, I've had some counseling, and it was still a crazy, uh, crazy thing to do. I'm gonna pause you guys for a second. Hold on. All right, done. Pause. A uh, friend of mine pulled in my driveway. I was making a lot of noise. No big deal. So back to what we were talking about. I was mentioning and discussing that my wife was. Uh, Diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer in um, December of 2019. And like I said, it's a little easier to talk about. It's never easy to talk about, but it's getting a little better. She's still somewhat doing good, really well at the moment. uh, But it's still a very tough thing to deal with. Um, Try to make this part short. She came down kind of with pneumonia between like a Wednesday and a Friday in November of 2019. And uh, pretty quickly... And so uh, I really only had about three hours of sleep and she was waking me up asking me to take her to the walk-in clinic. So I did and diagnosed her with pneumonia and we don't know this doctor and she made mention that she's no expert but she saw something in the bottom of my my wife's right lung that looked strange to her. Kind of nonchalantly in passing. And so a few weeks goes by my wife is supposedly better and then she started to have a cough again that really she shouldn't have had. And so we went to our doctor, and they do their x-rays, and they're like, hey, we see something in the bottom of your right lung that looks weird. It's probably just scar tissue because you just had pneumonia. But, you know, just to be safe, we're going to send you for a CAT scan. So we go for the CAT scan, and obviously the end result is it it was cancer. Well, at that point, it's just a nodule. It doesn't belong there. Um, So at that point, they need to do more tests. So, like I said, we live in near Rockford, Illinois, and it, they had made an appointment, whatever, the appointment was like five or six weeks out. My wife wasn't handling that very well, so we ended up leaving, and we went into Chicago to the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Zion, Illinois, and they have a rapid lung assessment, and they basically have a team of five or six people that, it's almost like going to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, they kind of take you on real quick and, and get your answers. So she had heard about it, so she called them, and they were like, you come in tomorrow morning, which we couldn't make it the next morning, but we did the following day. And within, like, 13 days, we had all the answers that we were looking for for what was happening. And uh, like I said, she has a... It had spread. It was on her hip, two spots on her spine, a spot on her rib cage, um, and obviously the nodule in her lung. Not... Not words you ever want to be told. Uh, you know, I I love my wife. We love her. She's she's our mate. You know, she's it. She's the matriarch. We love her. We love her so much, and she means so much to all of us, and my kids and me. So it was really tough, and still tough, but uh, it's getting a little better, I suppose, at this moment because she's doing okay. Shorter story on that is she does take. A, she's able to take a pill. So instead of having to do chemo, she's able to take a pill once a day. Um, thankfully we have insurance cause the pill is $1,100 a day 
and that's just crazy, but it does its job. Uh, the lesions, which were the reason it metastasized that was on her hip and her spine, and all of those things are non-existent at the moment, and the nodule has a 30% reduction, so they call it a partial reduction. So the medicine is doing what it is supposed to do. It, they cannot cure this cancer, but they can keep it at bay and shrink it until it decides to fight back against the medication that she's taking, and then there's as our oncologist has said to us, a whole bag of other tricks to throw at it because this is a cancer that is one of the two normal types of lung cancers that people get. And she has one of them, and it's very responsive to multiple treatments. And so that's where we're at on that. Um, there are some side effects, of course, of the medication. Um, we go back every three months to the well, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, so CTCA in Chicago, and do a PET scan and just to make sure that the medication's working and every two weeks she does labs here locally and they check the numbers to make sure her tumor number hasn't gone up and our life pretty much flipped upside down at that point and it, they still are. Um, she works from home thankfully so with all the COVID and everything it wasn't such a big big deal but it still it it's caused some issues in regards to just not being able to see other people and being at home and it has its own effect on mental, on our mental state statuses. Every one of us different. So, that being said, we're still pretty happy people. We're really positive people. Uh, I wanted to share. You know, the last couple of years have just been crazy for us. Um, unfortunately, uh, June third, two thousand eighteen, my brother, who was two and a half years older than me made the ultimate decision to end his life, uh, leaving his wife and four children. Um, there's obviously some more involved in some of the situation that around it, but nothing that we would share publicly. But at the end of the day, we lost him, and to say that was a shock is, is even, I just, even to this moment, as I sit here now talking to you about it, just almost shake my head in disbelief. I just can't. I just don't get it. I, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't under, It's just unbelievable. The, my brother and I, and then I have a younger sister and a younger brother, so there's four of us, and uh, we're all pretty tight, you know. Uh, I, we were surprised and shocked. Uh, mental health is a huge issue for me, and that's definitely going to be part of my podcast series where we discuss it. We may break do a breakout on that and do like a one to five segment series on mental health awareness. Um, I am not a believer in con calling it suicide awareness. Um, I believe that that's just the wrong terminology. Um, it's not suicide awareness, it's mental health awareness to me. If we were working on the mental health, then we wouldn't even be having the conversation about somebody taking their life. If we were we were actually doing what we could probably do to help everybody. Um, everybody deals with things differently. Um, like I said, we'll do some breakout podcasts in regards to that. We'll, we'll do some interviews. Uh, it's unfortunately touched our lives in many, many ways here locally in Northern Illinois. As I'm sure to any of you listening out there, it's touched your lives as well. It seems that it's a subject that once brought up tends to bring up more conversation and I, I can't even begin to tell you how many people tell me, oh, my, my cousin did that, or man, my, my uncle did that, or my friend's mom did that. Um, 
I actually found out after it happened about friends that I had known for 15 or 20 years who had told me like, that, oh, you know what, Mike, my mom did that. And I, these were friends of ours that we'd known for years. I just didn't even know. So it's, it's a taboo subject, a subject that obviously we need to talk about and we're going to, um, wish you uh, share and hopefully uh, learn from each other and maybe we can uh, all be better people because of it. So my wife, the cancer, my brother's passing, um, those are some pretty big events that have happened in our lives in the last two years. So the reason that we stepped away from the Lions Club, that was the whole reason I was discussing my wife was because obviously we want to focus more on us as a family and spending time with our children and doing things as a family. Uh, actually, this is going to sound really funny. So the other day, so let, let's go with, I'm, I know I'm kind of blabbing, I apologize. Um, so... Being home, my wife being home, me being out, I'm a very social person, I enjoy speaking to other people, my wife being kind of stuck at home, even though she can go out, it's caused some un some issues un between us, not like really huge, like, oh, I, I hate you issues, but definitely it's caused some issues, because I think sometimes, you know, our mental health changes, and she gets frustrated, and I think she feels like I don't want to talk to her, but I would rather go sit down at the local pub and talk to my buddy, who's the bartender that I've known for years, I'd rather sit and talk to him than sit and talk to her, kind of came up in a conversation the other day, so, uh, you know, I love my wife, uh, communication is key, I'll always tell you that, uh, I've been making some mistakes here in the last two years, uh, especially since my brother's passing. There's just, yeah, there's just been some things that I shouldn't have done, um, but we're we're moving forward. So anyway, I finally made the decision the other day, and I laughed when I told her. I made the decision that, um, how do I explain this? My thought process on this was, if I were like to go out right now and meet another girl, obviously that's not going to happen, but if I were... And I was going to woo her. And what would be the things that I would do? And I thought to myself, why am I not doing that for my wife? Just because she's my wife doesn't mean I shouldn't be wooing her. So I was talking to her the other day and I told her that uh, from now on I'm going to treat you like you're my new girlfriend. <laughs> and she looked at me really, really funny. And, and it is funny to say, she's like, what? And I was like, well, so I'm taking the extra time to make sure I call her when I'm on my lunch break like I always did when we first when we first started uh dating and trying to make sure that my my thought process is to include her in things and we I think we've gotten into a pattern in the last couple of years especially since with my brother's passing where she was trying very hard to make sure that she didn't upset me or you know, set me into a bad depression or you know she was very concerned for me for obvious reasons um and so we unintentionally put ourselves into a situation where we weren't communicating and then it, it caused some other issues. Um, like I said, I would never, I would never leave or step out on my wife. I love her with all my heart, but it just, it, there was some communication issues that, uh, you know, we're, we're real and she's very right. And, um, I was not always the most pleasant, uh, in response to her concerns, but I'm trying and if that's anything, that's all I can do is try to be the best person that I can be and love her wholeheartedly. Alright, I don't want to ramble too long. This has already been 16 minutes. Uh, peace out. I'm sure there's more information to share. I'm going to keep sharing. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm sitting by a fire on a beautiful Saturday evening. 
in northern Illinois. I'm actually burning a cigar, just drinking some Mountain Dew. I started a job that I work Sunday through Wednesday at the Amazon warehouse in Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, so I work tomorrow morning. So I'm out. You guys have a blessed day, evening, night, wherever you're at. Take care. Good evening, friends and family. It is Saturday. October 24th, approximately 7.30 in the evening here in Northern Illinois. My name is Michael Peavy. Uh, Peavy is what most people call me. So I realized from the uh, first podcast that I did that I really did share a whole lot of background information on who I am and what I'm all about. So we'll just do a quick one. I am out here by a fire, as always. Uh, it's a beautiful night. It's probably 45 degrees here in northern Illinois. I live in a very small town, just five minutes south of the Wisconsin border. Small in some terms. There's probably 8,500 people in our community, but it's still a small town. So, myself, I have been married for 20 years to my lovely wife, Kim. Uh, it was 20 years, September 16th, actually. We have three boys. The oldest is 25, 18, and 14. Uh, the oldest is my child, but he's hers. He was just a little over a year when I met her. But he's mine. I love him the same. I don't treat him any different. Always have. Uh, he happens to be high-functioning Asperger's. I am a very low level of autism called PDD. So he stays with us. He's fine. He actually, we're working on getting him into uh, an assisted living facility. Uh, he can have his own apartment. He can work. He doesn't drive. He can take the bus. You know, he's he's a good kid. Uh, you know, there's just limitations to what he can and cannot do. So then we have, um, like, say, my 18 year old and our 14 year old, and I had mentioned it before on the earlier podcast. The the boys are ADHD. I'm ADHD. I've just learned, learned to live with it. I'm 47, so it's it's just part of who I am. So, let's see. The wife and I, we volunteer a lot and always have. Um, we came into our local Lions Club for many years. We spent about 10 or 11 years in the Lions Club. We recently uh, stepped away, and I'm going to get to the reason why here in a second. But... Uh, we enjoyed it tremendously. We had a local festival that we were a part of, and then we we did a lot of other things. It just it's just really nice to be able to give, be in a position to facilitate and give back and, and see the joy that it brings other people. And so we've done that for years. Um, I've played Santa Claus. I know that's going to sound funny for anybody who does know me, but I've been playing Santa Claus for twenty years. My father played Santa Claus when I was a child. And it was called the uh, Colonial Village Mall in Rockford, Illinois. The mall doesn't exist anymore. It's actually owned by a church. And it's a, been they do other things there. But uh, my dad and my mom was always his helper. So as children, we would go to the... Well, let's start. Both my parents worked, and they worked full-time, and they were doing everything they could to survive. So dad, dad played Santa, and we'd go. And um, at that time, at the Colonial Village Mall, our parents would park us uh, where they could see us so it was like a column in the middle of the stores in the mall that they used to play uh 
cartoons on. You know, it was like had four-sided TV and they play cartoons, Woody Woodpecker or whatever, you know, one of the ones I remember. And um, a little carpet around it. And so our parents would sit us there where they could still see us while they were playing Santa Claus and my mom being his helper and observe. And that's just what we did because that's what they did to survive. And, and it worked. That's how we worked. So anyhow, my father played Santa Claus. It just seemed fitting. I do it too. I enjoy it tremendously. I love, I love every bit of it. I volunteer most of the time. Obviously, sometimes I get paid. It just depends on the situation. But nine times out of ten, I'm volunteering to do it. I love it. It's so much fun. I could give you a ho-ho-ho-ho, but I'm not going to ha-ha-ha. So, uh, let's see. We volunteer. I play Santa. Mom does. Mama does all that stuff. My wife is a saint. I've mentioned that before. So, back to the reason of the Lions Club and why we stepped away. I did not mention this in the other po- in my other podcast. Um, un- very unfortunately, um, December of 2019, my wife was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer. Um, it's easier to talk about at times. Uh, I've had some counseling and it was still a crazy, uh, crazy thing to do. I'm going to pause you guys for a second. Hold on. Alright, done pause. A uh, friend of mine pulled in my driveway. I was making a lot of noise, no big deal. So back to what we were talking about. I was mentioning and discussing that my wife was uh, diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer in um, December of 2019. And like I said, it's a little easier to talk about. It's never easy to talk about, but it's getting a little better. She's still somewhat doing good, really well at the moment. uh, But it's still a very tough thing to deal with. Um, try to make this part short. She came down kind of with pneumonia between like a Wednesday and a Friday in November of 2019 and, uh, pretty quickly. And so, uh, I really only had about three hours of sleep and she was waking me up, asking me to take her to the walk-in clinic. So I did and diagnosed her with pneumonia and we don't know this doctor and she made mention that she's no expert, but she saw something in the bottom of my right, my wife's right lung that looked strange to her kind of nonchalantly in passing. And so a few weeks goes by, my wife is supposedly better, and then she started to have a cough again that really she shouldn't have had. And so we went to our doctor, and they do their x-rays, and they're like, hey, we see something at the bottom of your right lung that looks weird. It's probably just scar tissue because you just had pneumonia. But, you know, just to be safe, we're going to send you for a CAT scan. So we go for the CAT scan, and obviously the end result is it, it was cancer. Well, at that point, it's just a nodule. It doesn't belong there. Um, so that at that point, they need to do more tests. So like I said, we live in, near Rockford, Illinois, and it, they had made an appointment. Whatever, the appointment was like five or six weeks out. My wife wasn't handling that very well, so we ended up leaving, and we went into Chicago to the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Zion, Illinois, and they have a rapid lung assessment, and they basically have a team of five or six people that, it's almost like going to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, They kind of take you on real quick and and get your answers. So she had heard about it, so she called them, and they were like, you come in tomorrow morning, which we couldn't make it the next morning, but we did the following day. And within like 13 days, we had all the answers that we were looking for, for what was happening. And uh, like I said, she has a, it had spread. It was on her hip, two spots on her spine, a spot on her rib cage. Um, 
and obviously the nodule in her lung. Not, not words you ever want to be told. Uh, you know, I, I love my wife. We love her. She's, she's our mate, you know, she's it. She's the matriarch. We love her. We love her so much. And she means so much to all of us and my kids and me. So it was really tough and still tough, but, uh, it's getting a little better, I suppose, at this moment because she's doing okay. Shorter story on that is she does take a, she's able to take a pill. So instead of having to do chemo, she's able to take a pill once a day. Um, thankfully, we have insurance because the pill is $1,100 a day. And that's just crazy. But it does its job. Uh, the lesions, which were the reason it metastasized that was on her hip and her spine, and all of those things are non-existent at the moment. And the nodule has a 30% reduction. So they call it a partial reduction. So the medicine is doing what it is supposed to do. It, they cannot cure this cancer, but they can keep it at bay and shrink it until it decides to fight back against the medication that she's taking. And then there's, as our oncologist has said to us, a whole bag of other tricks to throw at it because this is a cancer that is one of the two normal types of lung cancers that people get. And she has one of them and it's very responsive to multiple treatments and so that's where we're at on that um there are some side effects of course of the medication um, we go back every three months to the well cancer treatment centers of america so ctca in chicago and do a pet scan and just to make sure that the medication's working and every two weeks she does labs here locally and they check the numbers to make sure her tumor number hasn't gone up and our life pretty much flipped upside down at that point, and it, they still are. Um, she works from home, thankfully, so with all the COVID and everything, it wasn't such a big, big deal, but it still, it, it's caused some issues in regards to just not being able to see other people and being at home, and it has its own effect on mental, on our mental state statuses, every one of us different. So that being said, we're still pretty happy people, we're really positive people. Uh, I wanted to share, you know, the last couple of years have just been crazy for us. Um, unfortunately, uh, June 3rd, 2018, my brother, who was two and a half years older than me, made the ultimate decision to end his life, uh, leaving his wife and four children. Um, there's obviously some more involved in some of the situation that around it, but nothing that we would share publicly. But at the end of the day, we lost him, and to say that was a shock is is even, I just, even to this moment, as I sit here now talking to you about it, just almost shake my head in disbelief. I just can't, I just don't get it. I, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't, under, it's just unbelievable. The, my brother and I, and then I have a younger sister and a younger brother, so there's four of us, and uh, we're all pretty tight, you know, uh, I, we were surprised and shocked. Uh, mental health is a huge issue for me, and that's definitely going to be part of my podcast series where we discuss it. We may break do a breakout on that and do like a one to five segment series on mental health awareness. Um, I am not a believer in con calling it suicide awareness. Um, I believe that that's just the wrong terminology. Um, it's not suicide awareness. It's mental health awareness to me. If we were working on the mental health, then we wouldn't be having the conversation about somebody taking their life. If we were 
we were actually doing what we could probably do to help everybody. Um, everybody deals with things differently. Um, like I said, we'll do some breakout podcasts in regards to that. We'll, we'll do some interviews. Uh, it's unfortunately touched our lives in many, many ways here locally in Northern Illinois, as I'm sure to any of you listening out there, it's touched your lives as well. It seems that it's a subject that once brought up tends to bring up more conversation and I, I can't even begin to tell you how many people tell me, oh, my, my cousin did that, or man, my, my uncle did that, or my friend's mom did that. Um, I actually found out after it happened about friends that I had known for 15 or 20 years who had told me, like, they're, they're, oh, you know what, Mike, my mom did that. And I these were friends of ours that we'd known for years. I just didn't even know. So it's it's a taboo subject, a subject that obviously we need to talk about, and we're going to. Um, I wish you uh, share and hopefully uh, learn from each other, and maybe we can uh, all be better people because of it. So, my wife, the cancer, my brother's passing, um, those are some pretty big events that have happened in our lives in the last two years. So the reason that we stepped away from the Lions Club, that was the whole reason I was discussing my wife was because obviously we want to focus more on us as a family and spending time with our children and doing things as a family. Uh, actually, this is going to sound really funny. So the other day, so let, let's go with, the, I'm, I know I'm kind of blabbing, I apologize. Um, so... Being home, my wife being home, me being out, I'm a very social person. I enjoy speaking to other people. My wife being kind of stuck at home, even though she can go out, it's caused some un, some issues un, between us, not like really huge, like, oh, I, I hate you issues, but definitely it's caused some issues because I think sometimes, you know, our mental health changes and she gets frustrated. And I think she feels like I don't want to talk to her, but I would rather go sit down at the local pub and talk to my buddy who's the bartender that I've known for years. I'd rather sit and talk to him than sit and talk to her. Kind of came up in a conversation the other day. So, uh, you know, I love my wife. Uh, communication is key. I'll always tell you that, uh, I've been making some mistakes here in the last two years, uh, especially since my brother's passing. There's just, yeah, there's just been some things that I shouldn't have done, um, but we're we're moving forward. So anyway, I finally made the decision the other day, and I laughed when I told her. I made the decision that, um, how do I explain this? My thought process on this was, if I were like to go out right now and meet another girl, obviously that's not going to happen, but if I were... And I was going to woo her. And what would be the things that I would do? And I thought to myself, why am I not doing that for my wife? Just because she's my wife doesn't mean I shouldn't be wooing her. So I was talking to her the other day and I told her that uh, from now on I'm going to treat you like you're my new girlfriend. <laughs> and she looked at me really, really funny. And, and it is funny to say, she's like, what? And I was like, well, so I'm taking the extra time to make sure I call her when I'm on my lunch break, like I always did when we first when we first started uh, dating and trying to make sure that my my thought process is to include her in things. And we I think we've gotten into a pattern in the last couple of years, especially since with my brother's passing, where she was trying very hard to make sure that she didn't upset me or, you know, set me into a bad depression or, you know, she was very concerned for me for obvious reasons. Um, and so we unintentionally put ourselves into a situation where 
we weren't communicating and then it it caused some other issues um like i said i would never i would never leave or step out on my wife i love her with all my heart but it just it, there was some communication issues that uh you know were, were real and she's very right and um i was not always the most pleasant uh in response to her concerns but i'm trying and if that's anything, that's all I can do is try to be the best person that I can be and love her wholeheartedly. Alright, I don't want to ramble too long. This has already been 16 minutes. Uh, peace out. I'm sure there's more information to share. I'm going to keep sharing. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm sitting by a fire on a beautiful Saturday evening in northern Illinois. I'm actually burning a cigar, just drinking some Mountain Dew. I started a job that I work Sunday through Wednesday at the Amazon Warehouse in Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, so I work tomorrow morning. So I'm out. You guys have a blessed day, evening, night, wherever you're at. Take care.